Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. Welcome, everybody. And uh, this week, I think we have a Nick pick. Welcome back. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome, welcome. welcome. (laughs) I do have a pick for this week. I've got the soundtrack to Pretty Woman. (laughs) All right. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman from 1990? 1990. 1990. Oh, grunge hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, just wait. Yeah. This is, there's kind of a thing that's said in the music world a lot where they say that the first album of the 80s was a cars record uh that actually came out in like 78 Mm -hmm. um this this soundtrack is from 1990 but it is definitely still in the 80s oh yeah no question hell yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh did you guys get a chance to rewatch this i did not i have not seen this movie in many years to be completely honest uh i just saw the film for the first time as Uh, did i yeah can you believe it I only have uh, murky recollections from my youth, and you guys, it's you guys, okay, are, it's yeah. all fresh memory. It's all I new. Am, I liked it. Great man. movie. Great, great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Amazing. Great movie. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like supposedly the most successful romantic comedy of all time. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and on Broadway. Oh yeah, it's yeah, on Broadway now. It's on Broadway. Yeah. Um, like all of the movies that review, they all become Broadway hits at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys want to get into track one? Yeah, sure. let's hear it. All right, first up, we've got Natalie Cole with Wild Women Do. Well, let me tell you something, little boy, you wouldn't know love if it hit you. Scared of someone who was off the wall, kicking and screaming. Don't you want a lover who can do it all? Listen to me, Jack. Amazing. Love it already. <laughs> so we, uh, but you're saying this is stuck in the 80s? What are you no talking about? I remember one of the first soundtracks I ever owned as a kid was the uh, Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, yeah. which I'm sure we'll get to. But there there was a certain 80s song that exists on that soundtrack and exists and on this sound that you don't hear in the wild. Like, yeah. you, don't, yeah. you don't hear songs like this on the radio. Uh, it's very familiar, but what the fuck? Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that one. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be cruising in the car and this comes on the radio. <laughs> I like, mean, there's fun things about it. It's really mm-hmm. weird, though. And this is Nat King Cole's daughter, obviously. I mean, she she also had a great cover of uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, Pink Cadillac. Oh, yeah. That uh, brought her career back later. Mm-hmm. This, was, uh, <laughs> this was playing during the Rodeo Drive shopping spree uh, sort of thing, which... Has our old buddy Larry Miller in it. Oh, Larry. Yeah. Welcome back, Larry's Larry Miller. Back. Larry Miller is so good. We happily welcome Larry <laughs> yeah. Miller on the podcast. He plays Oh, episode. my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Please. Yeah, he plays the thirsty-ass shopkeep who's like, how much money are we talking about? <laughs> it's like Richard Gere throwing a bunch of cash around. Yeah. I like that. First of all, the idea that somebody managing a boutique is like working on commission or something, where it's like, I don't know, you want to buy a bunch of stuff? I don't care. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I think they do. They work on commission. Oh, yeah. Especially like high end places. Maybe. Um, yeah. I uh, I remember the first time I, I was in Rodeo Drive and realized it was a, just a depressing strip mall. Yeah. Yeah, but you never got thrown out of a clothing store. (laughs) No, no, because I got that that big wad of cash. (laughs) uh, Remember me? (laughs) 
There is a great production team behind that song, Wild Women Do. One of the songwriters is uh, Sam Lorber, who's written music for the Pointer Sisters and Melba Moore and Kenny Rogers. Nice. And uh, this other guy, Umberto Gattaca, did the awesome mix on that song. Ethan Hawke. Yes. (laughs) He's got uh, some Grammys for stuff with Chicago, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, so, yeah, real superstar. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm going to keep trying to derail all of you. <laughs> I love it. We're going to get into it. So, uh, there's a movie. I've never actually seen Romy and Michelle's High, High School Reunion. Oh, you got uh, to. People say it's great, but uh, apparently there's a line, a line that I've read uh, many, but they're talking about this movie. Yeah. And uh, one of them's like, I just love the scene where they finally let her shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if, uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie, uh, Richard Gere... Uh, gives uh, Julia Roberts a bunch of money to go buy herself something nice. And uh, the first time she's in the shop, she's getting all these eyes because she's, you know, dressed a little scantily. And uh, these, like, old, mean women are like, um, are you confused? Mm, I think you need to leave. Get out of Please our store. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing for you here. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing for you here. And, like, in reality, like, especially today, like, if she was yeah. dressed like that in L.A., you'd be like, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, the, the clothes that she's wearing are probably more expensive than the clothes in that boutique. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> I do love the uh, very first line in the movie um, over the titles, which is, no matter what they say, it's all about money. Yeah, yeah. A very 80s, very 80s 1990 movie. (laughs) Let's get into track two. We've got David Bowie with Fame, 90. We can thank uh, John Gass for this uh, remix for Fame 90 from Bowie's uh, little album, Fame 90. <laughs> I, yeah, I, for some reason I have this record. I think there's like a version with Queen Latifah on it. Yeah, I looked into that in my research. Um... Fame! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's a oh, oh no! Fame. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. I'm sick of being named. Yeah, this was... Uh, so this whole album, Fame 90... It wasn't. It was just a an EP or whatever. It was recorded for some. Uh, I think it was a Sound and Vision tour, or and there was also a, a new Greatest Hits record that he put out. That it was, you know, it was the time when you would put out a Greatest Hits record and you would release one new song that would get radio play to sell the thing. There's also a House remix of Fame on there that I uh, just I read and I couldn't pull the trigger. On. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't do it to you. I couldn't I, do it to you. I think I read all. that this particular Bowie uh, greatest hits was one of his best-selling records. About a one. point. About a one. I mean, the original is such a classic. Oh yeah, it's it was also, recorded. Um, Young at, Americans was the album, I think. Station to station. Uh, recorded at electric. Agree Lady. to disagree. <laughs> I think it's station to station. No, not Young Americans. No. Uh, yeah, this is the one, uh, the original has John Lennon singing back up, right? It's got John Lennon. Yeah, it was written with John Lennon and uh, Bowie's longtime guitarist, uh, Carlos uh, Alomar. And John Lennon is singing falsetto on the track, 
which you can kind of hear in the uh, the studio recording, but um, you know, thanks to technology uh, and isolated vocals, maybe we can oh. hear a little bit of John Lennon. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> you like is in So he's basically just in the whole song doing the fame echoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think that, you know, as questionable as the updated production of that song is, it kind of works still in the yeah. context of its part in the movie. Oh yeah, and he's at the they're at the Blue Banana, <laughs> um, which is the club, which is the grossest name ever. I just don't like it. Um, but uh, right before or after that, uh, there's a cameo by Hank Azaria playing a, That's a right. detective. It's his first speaking role. I yeah, think. I think it is. I mean, 1990, it's got to be. And his second appearance on the podcast, mm-hmm. Godzilla. There you Godzilla go. Godzilla, yeah, the cameraman. If you haven't listened to the Godzilla episode, <laughs> yeah, uh, come yeah. back and. <laughs> yeah, you think like the detective was gonna play a bigger role in it because it like kind of stops on him and you hear him talk for a little bit. And then he just goes away, and they never go back to anything like it. So I was like, oh, I thought like later he was going to get busted or something, but <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> just setting the vibe, I guess. We got to thank John Gass for that amazing remix. Also done a <laughs> bunch of uh, thanks, Gass. funny remixes in his uh, history, uh, and he's actually done a lot of music production for the next artist on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is... Go West. Oh! Mm-hmm. This is Go West with the king of wishful thinking. Dude, it sounds to me like this is like the third lead singer from Genesis that never happened. <laughs> Could be, yeah, yeah. It's like the I get that vibe. Like the kind of like, uh, <laughs> like after Phil Collins, there's some <laughs> yeah, other like, a clone oh. of Peter Gabriel that didn't yeah. come out quite right. <laughs> They're like, all right, we tried the drummer. Who else we got? Let's uh, let's get the tambourine guy. <laughs> there's a bass player uh, that we've mentioned before, I believe, in the uh, Men in Black episode, uh, Ready Freddie Washington. <laughs> Who oh, did a lot of work with uh, Go West? Is this Ready Freddy? Ready Freddy? Nice. Maybe. All right, all right. That's uh, I, I love that song. Um, that is one of my karaoke go tos. No uh, shit. But there's one note I can't hit when he's like, and I tell myself, and it's like an octave. Oh, so you're, you're doing like a little bit of a Fine Young Cannibals. Yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah, yeah, song yeah. reminds me very much of that Fine Young Cannibals. Song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drives me crazy. Um, but uh, I, I will say this is probably the best uh, breakup song ever out there because yeah. he's talking about like just just be positive, you know. Like, I'm like, the king. You can't get me down. I'm not gonna cry for you. <laughs> so if you're going through a breakup, uh, put on that Go West, baby. You know, the movie came out in 1990, and this song didn't make it onto Go West's album Indian Summer until '92. Oh wow! So I felt like the version that I actually heard in the movie itself was like an earlier. Like kind of maybe the mix wasn't quite done yet. Oh really? Yeah, it just sounded a little different. That's the it's the very beginning of the movie when he's mm-hmm. cruising through Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah, it's a great. I mean, yeah, God, it's so many. 
even the car looks like 80s. <laughs> it's 1990, but it's like yeah, what a millionaire would drive in 85. <laughs> have you guys seen the music video for this song? It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I've never. It might be the most ridiculous music video I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's just like them in a white room. It's kind of playing off like the Paul Simon Chevy Chase, like just oh, two no. guys in a white room. <laughs> But then they have like acrobats and like There's elephants come in. And ballerinas, stuff. <laughs> yeah, zebras, yeah, hockey players. <laughs> He's singing into a uh, a plumber's wrench, yeah, at uh-huh. one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Pope, <laughs> yeah, the Pope's there. The Pope, yeah. Sounds like it might have been the first focus grouped music video. Yeah. <laughs> they started jotting down what everybody liked. Okay, we got ballerinas. We got hockey. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you like hockey players. You, know, you, want, you want to see is, hockey? The Pope is hot right now. Let's put him All in right, there. We'll get the um, Pope in there. But I do remember plumber's wrench. Okay, uh, yeah. interesting choice. I'm, ru- I'm running it down. <laughs> there was a comment when I like first saw the music video. I was like, "What is this?" I was looking at the comments, and one was like. Ah, oh, this reminds me of like simpler times. Just <laughs> two guys having fun. I was like, "What? That's what you took away from this music video? It's fucking bonkers!" Back before everything got commercial. <laughs> I guess that focus group went well. Uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon and Paul Rudd uh, did a parody of this video for uh, the Tonight Show. Oh, if you haven't God. seen that, look that up. Yeah, it is perfect. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a be- I've got some beef with Jimmy Fallon thinking he's do do, a better man? impressionist than he is. He's not that good at like vocal impressions at all. And he he is the the least secret alcoholic. <laughs> Maybe one rung below Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, dude, cause... he like goes out in the East Village. It's he, so fun. People are always running into him in bars in New York. He's constantly like. Oh, I'm just so goofy. I just broke a finger. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> there's a uh, there's a stand up that was telling. Um, she was telling uh, just open mic. I can't remember her name. I wish I could plug her, but um, she was a PA for Jimmy Fallon, and uh, they have to give him a suitcase. At, like her job was to like give him a suitcase at the end of every show, and she was like, I gotta know what's in this suitcase. Like, why does he need a suitcase? And she opened it, and it was uh, just a bud tall boy. <laughs> and that's all that was in the suitcase. And she hands on that at the end of every show. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Guys, let's get into track four. We've got Jane Weedland with Tangled. Cowbell making a uh, first appearance here on track listings. <laughs> <laughs> Not the last. We got some cowbell coming up maybe in the game, but uh, we'll get oh, to that later. Oh. Um, New game. <laughs> I I just keep picturing in my head what like the look on these people's faces when the '90s happen because <laughs> this, this music is none of these songs have any like conception of what's coming. Yeah, yeah. This is I mean this is remnants of the '80s. The Go Go's. Uh, yeah. This is yeah. the rhythm guitarist and backing vocalist. That's right, Jane Weedlin. It's not a bad song, really. No, it's good. It's, they're they're flying to San Francisco in this part, so <laughs> I know. I'm just looking at some Amazon reviews here. We've got uh, five stars from February 1st of 2019. Just fun music to play while eating, reading, or cleaning. Enjoy. 
This is for the the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can do. You can listen to it while you clean. So I recommend. It. Uh, Barry Jackson gives it four stars and says, "Good." <laughs> so if we want to, I don't know if, if I should save this for later or if I should talk about um, the original script of this. Save it for next week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Oh no, uh, it was yeah, it was going to be a dark movie called Three Thousand. Right? Yeah, which is a reference to how much uh, Julie Roberts' character Vivian is being paid. And I had a chance to, uh, I thumbed through the old script, which is online, oh. that was like still like way grittier. I know how it starts and I know how it ends. Yeah. The ending, so much darker. So the whole thing was the, the guy, Lawton, sold the script and then Disney was interested. And they kind of Disney-fied it and brought on Gary Marshall and that sort of stuff. And they like, they're like, we got to change the ending. It's way too intense. But the original script... Instead of, you know, Richard Gere and Vivian just, like, kissing on a balcony and then it zoom out and everything's happy and great, he, like, is driving in the car with her and he, like, he's like, hang on, I gotta get rid of this. And it was the fur that he had bought her and he, like, sold it back and then she starts crying and he's like, why are you crying? It's just fake fur. And uh, then, basically, he, like, drops her off and was like, take the money. And she's like, no! And she's, like, inconsolable and, like, banging on the car. And he's like, you're going to regret it! <laughs> he, like, just drives away and she throws the money and then scrambles to pick up the money and then, you know, fade. And then it shows uh, Kit, who is her best friend in the version 2, and Vivian on a bus to Disneyland. And yeah. she's still got the black eye from when Jason Alexander punched her. And then they're just like... In the original script, uh, the character was actually named Jason Alexander. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Was, George Costanza. <laughs> they had to get yeah. him. They had to get George, him. Georgie. 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 Ooh. But anyway, she's just staring blankly as they drive on a bus, like a Greyhound bus to Disneyland. End of movie. <laughs> so sad. So sad. And then like... I and, read she, out, and she was a, a drug addict in, in the original script. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot more darker things about like the realities of... Um, Hooking. Okay, so she wasn't hiding a dental floss. Yeah, in the yeah. And I was like, "What is that?" No, it's just dental floss. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Um, but I, I, I read up. I was like, "What was uh, what was Lawton's like?" You know, he was like, "Oh, they ruined my script." And he was like, "Listen, I was desperate at the time. I was I was writing oh, yeah. movies about ninjas, and no one was <laughs> buying him." He's like, "I was just happy to make money. I don't care." By all accounts, yeah, he was thrilled because, yeah. like, I think that it was written a little bit as a clone of Wall Street. Yeah, it was, it was a, little, in a, a response to, like, the Wall Street stuff. Yeah, and then when he, he found out it was being turned into a romantic comedy, he's like, great! Sure! Like, <laughs> Whatever. No one's buying my ninja scripts! <laughs> I don't know why! I've written ten movies about ninjas. He wrote multiple movies yeah. about ninjas. It was 1990, the wave had crested on the ninja, wa- <laughs> the ninja craze. Yeah. Oh, God. I just had to wait for three ninjas, surf ninjas. Mm. American Ninja, I watched that. Oh, God. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right. Anyway, a lot darker. A lot darker. Read the original script. It's online. It's hilarious. How about a track five? This is rock set with It Must Have Been Love. It's a
Yeah, kind of a funny story with this one. The original song was released in 87, and the original title was It Must Have Been Love with Christmas for the Brokenhearted in parentheses. And mm. Roxette was approached by uh, Touchstone and EMI to make a song for this movie, and they just sent in this pre-existing track <laughs> instead of making the new track that they had been asked for. <laughs> and it got turned down, and they asked them again to make a new song, and they declined. <laughs> and I guess during the edit, they were using it as a temp track to edit to, but I guess during the editing, they requested anything having to do with the winter or, or Christmas to be taken out of the original <laughs> lyrics. So they said, all right, fine. And they went back in and uh, nicked some of the... Uh, the lyrics about winter, which is one of the lyrics is lay a whisper on my pillow, leave the winter on the ground. Uh, so they were like, this could be a love song for the movie, but we just got to get rid of the winter stuff. We have, have to understand. Yeah, this it's just is like, a, guys, write this, a new song. This is a Swedish uh, pop group. Yeah. Uh, Swedish megastars. It's winter for like uh, <laughs> seven and a half months there. So there's winter songs and there's beach songs. That's a, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's all I've got. Almost every song is a winter song. They have a lot of time to dwell on winter. When they were originally God. approached by EMI Germany, I believe, when making the original, it was to be marketed as a, a smart uh, winter song. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so when I was a kid, I, I had this album, I think, on tape. Nice. Uh, I think this is the same album as Joyride, which was like more of an upbeat uh, winter song. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> See, doesn't sound right. It's a dumb winter song. Roxette, a smart one. I, I, have some, uh, I have some affection and nostalgia for Roxette. This huh. is, uh, I, I like this song, I mean, for what it is. Yeah, this is like more of their ballady stuff. I think that they... I don't know if they predated uh, Ace of Base, but or if they were just a little bit more uh, conspicuously trying to be American. But yeah. uh, if it were up to me now, I, I guess I prefer Ace of Base. But hmm. Swedish pop is all a lot better than it should be. Yeah, a lot um, of great stuff. This music video is pretty great. They do like one of those, you know, those music videos where they're like kind of in the movie. Like she's sort of <laughs> like a tertiary character in the movie. She's like. Uh, maybe playing a hooker, but like not sure. And kind then, of like, floating. Yeah, and then she's got like a white dress, and they're projecting uh, scenes from Pretty Woman onto her white dress, and she's like leaning against the car. But anyway, check it out. It's a cool. It's a cool music video. That's insane. <laughs> I, do, I do love it though. In in uh, like when the song comes out with the movie, and then they're like clearly just using clips from the movie and like sometimes they get to sneak back on the set and you're like wait so now they're just following and watching the characters from afar if they can just get one actor like even like a supporting actor you get uh larry miller or hector alexando to be in the music video yeah to give you like a knowing nod or something (laughs) that scene in the movie with larry miller running that clothing store someone just brings a pizza and he goes who ordered a pizza? <laughs> so 90s, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Classic Larry Miller. Let's jump into track six. We've got the one, the only, Robert Palmer with Life in Detail. Do you remember when you had it all so long? 
Robert Palmer's first appearance on Tracklisting. Yeah. He's been mentioned. He's been mentioned. We've never heard from him. We're talking about Rex Manning. Yeah. It's kind of uh, mm-hmm. cribbing from Robert Palmer's music video style. Oh, yeah. Uh, Palmer's interesting in that he was around for a long time, and I think he was making a lot more money on people covering his songs. Mm-hmm. And then a couple guys from Duran Duran started a side project where they had planned to rotate through uh, different lead singers and put together an album. And then had, for whatever reason, ended up just uh, bringing Robert Palmer in. They cut a whole album. Uh, the band was called Power Station. Oh, and it became it became a big hit with a few songs that you would recognize. And then uh, they were like getting they were getting ready to tour. And then Palmer just basically took the, the heat off of that and went solo. And then uh, and then he had his big moment. And this is definitely, I guess, towards the end of that uh, dining out on that. That band also had a Sheik's drummer, uh, yeah. Tony Thompson, yeah. in that band. Super Tony, great Tony band. Thompson, two guys from Duran Duran. Robert Palmer. And Robert Palmer. It's pretty great. Oh, Palmer. You fucked us, Palmer! <laughs> yeah. You fucked us! <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, man. they went on tour with some random guys singing their hits, I think. It's That's just, good. you know, if I ever have the opportunity to be in a band, and I'm the lead singer, uh, and I name it, you know, Chris Darden and the experience. Don't do it, man! <laughs> Stay here for as long as you can. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going solo the second I have an option to do it. <laughs> just be forewarned, you guys. Also, check out uh, Robert Palmer's uh, first album, uh, Sneak and Sally Through the Alley, if you haven't checked that one out. Total Jammer. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about Richard Gere for a hot second? Absolutely. Do you guys, do you guys oh, yeah. mind if I talk about Richard? <laughs> his big breakout was uh, playing What's he talk Gigolo, like, Chris? American Gigolo. Yeah. What's his voice sound bit? like, Chris? <laughs> He's more subdued. He's kind of like this. And I, I didn't really get it. I don't know. I didn't really, uh, I didn't understand what the, the hype was. I didn't think it was like, yeah, hey, he's... So that was a little Buffalo Bill, actually. He talks from the back of his room again. Do you want to get my car? Um, I'll give you three thousand dollars for a week. So I didn't think he was that great. <laughs> Break their role. Because I, I didn't feel like he had that much charisma at all. But then I was like, wait, but that is the kind of guy that would probably hire. A prostitute is someone with zero charisma and just a ton of money. I think that there was a a story I read is that um, when they first started shooting, Richard Gere was trying to do more, and Gary Marshall's like, no, you're the one that doesn't do anything. And he was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, okay. (laughs) And Julia, I mean, Julia Roberts, this part is like written for. She's like, she crushes it. She's so great in this movie. Bubbly and quirky and, you know. All, all fun and Richard Gere is all work. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, and she like shoots that uh, S cargo shell at the restaurant out of her uh, yeah. slippery little fingers. sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, I was asking uh, my girlfriend Kelsey. I was like, I was like, do you get the Richard Gere? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's Silver Fox for sure. I was like, oh really? And I think women all have a pretty good soft spot for it. But I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't oh. see it. <laughs> You'll see the light, Chris. <laughs> One day you'll see the gear light. <laughs> the gear. Let's jump into track seven. We've got Peter Cetera with no explanation. <laughs>
song just sounds so much like you're the inspiration. That other song that he wrote. <laughs> I know, it's so similar. Uh, I mean, Peter Cetera, he's famously the second lead singer of Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. And when they had their 80s resurgence where essentially they kind of like turned all the horns down and just let uh, Peter Cetera make uh, Phil Collins knockoff songs. Oh, God. Was and that then, album 84 or like 85? <laughs> Yeah, there, was there was there a year when they caught up to the year where it was like Chicago it ever happened. Uh But then he got like you know he he Peter Gabrieled out yeah. and started doing his own thing, and it's it's so much the production uh, style that Phil Collins like invented with the the gated drums and everything. Yeah, dude's got eight solo albums. He has eight solo <laughs> albums. Eight solo albums. God, Chicago actually has, I think, hits. 17 albums. Yeah, Chicago's got a crazy uh, discography. Yeah. It's nuts. I was going to say, the way you introduced that song, you're like, uh, Peter Cetera, no explanation. <laughs> no, couldn't tell you why he's on man that needs yeah. no introduction. Well, he needs this introduction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, I will say, this movie has kind of differed um, from a lot of movies we've uh, we've done on the podcast in that Music isn't a huge part of the movie the way like other uh, movies we've done are. I think there's a lot. There's long, long beats without any music at all, and then they just play it like in transitional sort of things. There's not like you know music that's like, oh, I remember that scene. It's more just yeah, it's there. <laughs> Eighty snares, it's man. It's good music, but it's there. I Peter Cetera, he's a man. He, I mean, he sings like a bass player. He, I don't. He is a bass player. He is a bass player. <laughs> and he sings like a bass Like, his voice is just, I don't know. Peter Cetera is one of those people that, as a young kid, you just absorbed because it was always on. And so it's really familiar. But when you listen to it and pay attention to it, it seems fucking crazy that it was like... That song, Glory of Love. Yeah. Um, Karate Kid? Karate Kid 2. Oh, Karate Kid 2. That's we right. We gotta hit Karate Kid 2. Ooh, that one's, that one's pretty bonkers. <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs> Which one? The Hillary Swank one's 3? That's the next Karate Kid. Okay. Uh, two. Karate Kid 3, the next Karate <laughs> Kid. <laughs> no, there's, there's a third one, and then there's the next Karate Kid. Oh, so it's the fourth uh, one? It's technically the fourth one. <laughs> Jesus. Karate Kid 2, Daniel-san goes to Japan, <laughs> and it's just so clearly Hawaii, it's not even funny. <laughs> he shows up and he's like, what? This is Hawaii. Uh, and also, he's really overstepping his boundaries with um, Mr. Miyagi. Oh, no. Mr. Oh, Miyagi no. goes to Japan to visit his dying father, and then Jana-san's like, can I come too? <laughs> he's like, uh, okay. Right. He buys a plane ticket without asking and shows up at the airport. Anyway. We thank you, Peter Cetera, for all of your bass playing, all your solo albums, <laughs> all the amazing music. Oh, man. There's that uh, web series Yacht Rock, uh, and <laughs> Cetera was like, oh, yeah, that's a great the loser twerp. It's like, come on, guys, it's not fighting. Everyone's like, shut up, Cetera. Nobody likes you. <laughs> Just what I imagine him to be like. I think we might have a uh, game coming up. Oh, yeah. After the break, I put together, we're taking a little bit of a breather from the vocal fry just to give you guys a mental health. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, we, when we come back, we're going to we're going to throw back to the game, uh, uh, an episode of Blurred Lines. Ooh. We'll be back right after this with some Blurred Lines from Caleb Brown. Stick with us. <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, 
uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at tracklistingpodcast, Twitter at tracklistingpod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends, friends. And they <laughs> tell two friends. <laughs> that's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify. And then they'll tell two friends. And, and they'll, they'll tell two friends. friends. <laughs> and tell two friends. <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Tracklisting. This next game needs no introduction. Well, it needs an introduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the introduction to this game. So this is a game we call Blurred Lines. Yeah. Where we, Blurred uh, Lines. We delve into the fascinating world of musical plagiarism. Oh, mm. interesting. Interesting. Uh, so I, in four rounds, we're gonna we're gonna take you through. These shouldn't be too hard. I feel like. Uh, Probably going to go from easy to hard. Can but, I just uh, say black keys for every answer? <laughs> I have plenty of clues to help you through. but uh, So round one. This is collaborative. You guys can work together. Okay, oh, okay cool. Nice. Um, so this song is from 2010. There's an, a British singer named Diana Vickers. I don't know if you've ever heard of Diana Vickers. Mm, uh, I read that. She, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a classic book. Yeah, <laughs> she be, she became famous. She was a semifinalist on the X Factor, which was the British version of American Idol. Um, and after that, she had a single, a very successful single called "My Wicked Heart." Oh. Uh, so Vickers stated that she had listened to another song. She admitted that she had listened to a different song uh, shortly before writing the vocal line for this and uh, admitted that she had noticed that there was some resemblance. Let's see if you guys notice it too. This is round one, clue one. How do you guys feel about that? I feel good. I, I, feel I almost got, I almost got yeah. it. Uh, do you know what it is already? I think so. Yeah, can we hear it one more time? You want to hear it? I, I, okay, okay. Okay, so this song's from 1991. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, I know it. I know it. All right. Chris knows it. He's locking it in. Oh, I got it. It just came to me. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I got it. Do you guys want to say it together? Or? Okay, on the count, of, uh, the artist or the song title? Let's say artist For- first. Three, okay. two, two, one. Red Hot Chili Peppers! <laughs> under the bridge! She even says some, like a, yeah, yeah. a similar lyric, too. It's like, yeah, she's just singing under the, the bridge. Pretty funny. Well, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Let's hear the answer. Okay. <laughs> We're already high-fiving over <laughs> yeah, here. Premature. Yeah, it sounds like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Also appearing on this soundtrack. Oh, yeah. This is a great song, man. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I just saw that uh, Katy Perry was in some lawsuit for Dark Horse, which she uh, 
she had to pay a lot of money to. But I listened to the song that, you know, she was getting in trouble, or yeah. the case, and it was like, well, yeah, I get it, but it didn't seem like that big of a deal. It was just like a synth sound. All right, well, we'll see if you feel the same way about this next one. Okay. Uh, it's a song from 2014. I, I think I read that this is maybe one of the first, maybe the 15th song to be certified as, like, Digital Diamond or something. Oh. It's a hugely successful song that I had not heard before. Uh, Ed Sheeran. I don't know if you guys are yeah. a superstar. Yeah. Uh, this is a song called Thinking Out Loud. When your legs don't work like they used to before And I can't sweep you off of your feet Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheeks? Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. So uh, Ed is facing a uh, $100 million lawsuit from the heirs to an estate of a songwriter. Mm. Yeah, I think I know it. Uh, Nikki, what do you think? I don't think I... It's not there yet. Okay, me. this is a song from 1973. Yeah. Okay, okay I think I got uh, it. Do you want to hear the Ed Sheeran version again? Yeah, I, I don't know why I was thinking Steve Miller for some reason when I was hearing it. <laughs> 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 I think you're in the wrong ballpark. Yeah, yeah. It's not there yet. And I can't sweep you off of your feet. Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheeks? Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. Yeah, I don't think, I, I, don't think uh, I know that one. One of the most successful singles ever released by Motown Records. Yeah. On the Tamala imprint. Oh, yeah. Um, it's baby making music for sure. Mmm. All right, Chris. Ah, what? uh. Uh, do we want to do countdown? Countdown, same Just time. the artist name? Uh, so or I, a song name. I cheated. I forgot if it was one artist or the other artist, so I looked up the song name. So uh, I, I, I cheated. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, you guys. But Give me your phone. I, I was going <laughs> to I was going to say uh, Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's get, get it on. It on. Yeah. Okay, there That's we go. What I think uh, it here it is. Let's hear the is. answer to round two. Round two. Yeah, baby. Bonus points. Which one is better? <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I, I, honestly, I think that's the first Ed Sheeran song I've actually ever heard. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah? I just know him as an extra from Game of Thrones. I don't know his music. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Diamonds Don't Lie, Ed Sheeran. Diamond status. <laughs> Diamond certified. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. <laughs> All right, uh, round three. This is a song from 1996. Um, this is, comes from a songwriter with notoriously sticky fingers when it comes to uh, <laughs> musical appropriation. Uh, <laughs> Noel Gallagher. Oh. Uh, this is an Oasis song called Step Out.
Okay, I, 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 I that I, chorus. Yeah. So okay. Uh, so this song was intended to appear on uh, "What's the Story, Morning Glory." Okay. Um, but uh, one uh, an artist who noticed that there was some similarities uh, demanded ten percent of the royalties, and so it was held off. And this is a uh, uh, royalties for a song that was written in 1965. It was another Motown Tamla release. Yeah, what is that song? You know, I'm, let's hear the Oasis again. Maybe okay. a little jog your memory. Is this just a trick question? Is this a self-plagiarism? <laughs> An Oasis song? 1965. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, this Do you know what song I'm talking about? It's female, female vocalist. I thought this one might drive you crazy. Uh, 1965, this was... An, the artist had, uh, had as a young uh, like virtuoso, had scored a number one hit. But this was the artist's first Grammy nomination, 1965. It's like Aretha Franklin or something. That's a little. Etta that's James. A Motown Tamala Tamala imprint imprint on the Motown records. I implant. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear the answer? Yeah, uh, I mean, we got it. Just dead air Round three. Answer. Yeah. Ah, yes, an artist that needs no introduction. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. That was a uh, wow. little Stevie Wonder all grown up. I think Jeez. that was his first. Uh, I think it was the first hit that he had that was written by himself. Um, Good it job, was, Stevie. It later appeared on Stevie. an Oasis Live album <laughs> with like a uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, uh, he was credited as a songwriter. Oh, nice. Partial song. Okay, so those Gallagher brothers, you know, yeah. that's, that's, they're at one now. You call them big Stevie Wonder now, right? Big, big Steve. old Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round four. Uh, round four, we have another song by the sticky fingered. <laughs> British, British Brothers, oh, okay. Oasis, with a song called Cigarettes and Alcohol from 1994. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's by one of those people like uh, uh, it's it's not a T Rex or like Lou Reed. Yeah, is it? Uh, it's it's not the Noah Greenbaum. <laughs> no spirit in the, it's, not it's not spirit, spirit in, the sky in the sky guy. It's like get it on, get it on, get it on. 
I can't remember what the name of that song is. Um, you just <laughs> is it get it on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's T Rex. It's a parenthetical. Uh, yeah, but let's hear the answer. Get it on parentheses banger gong. Yeah, yeah. Banger gong parentheses get it on. Yeah, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Very, very good. I we could literally do an entire Oasis uh, edition, <laughs> Oasis edition, except that you guys would fucking launch off of the balcony at a certain point. That's mad names. Oh, well, right, guys, thanks, thanks for playing. Yeah, man. Good Pretty job. good. Thank you, Pretty Caleb, for the game. Thanks to Oasis for ripping off every song I've ever written. <laughs> uh, they were in the news today. They uh, or one of the brothers went on a talk show and said <laughs> one that of the um, brothers. I don't know. He just Noel or Liam. There's like no promise of a tour. It's just bad news all around. <laughs> My brother's a fucking potato. Or <laughs> yeah. I bet it's, it was one of those interviews where they were like, "Well, do you think you're um, do you think you're going to go on tour?" I was like, I, f- "I thought we agreed not to talk about my music career." Yeah. I I'm, thought I'm we agreed done. To I'm not, done. To not talk about anything uh, relevant to me. Understood? <laughs> I thought we had that conversation. Oh, the Gallagher's. Gallagher's. Nothing changes. You guys want to jump back into the soundtrack here for Pretty Woman? Yeah. yeah. All right. We are picking back up with track eight. This is Christopher Ottkasik with Real Wild Child, Wild One. I'm a real wild one, and I like a wild fun. In the world going crazy, everything seems crazy. I'm a wild one. Oh, yeah, I'm a wild one. Gonna break it loose, gonna keep a moving wild on Swinging, baby, I'm a real wild child We've got our first cover on the soundtrack Yeah, in, in more than one way um, This cover runs deep <laughs> Still <laughs> waters run deep This is a very <laughs> classic rock song I think uh, some people might say that it was the first Australian rock song ever mm. um, It was made a little bit famous by one of the crickets One of uh, one of the crickets did a version of it And then Jerry Lewis did a, a, a version that did some business And then... Uh, <laughs> The did, weirdest did part, business. a few years before this, uh, Iggy Pop covered it in a version that sounds exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this clearly taking its cues from the Iggy Pop cover. I, so much so that a lot of the playlists that I was listening to to uh, familiarize myself with this soundtrack just substituted it with the Iggy Pop version. <laughs> yeah, accidentally just switched them up. Just out of, yeah. yeah why not? Jo- Johnny O'Keefe. Uh, maybe being the original songwriter, yeah. the original song coming out in uh, July of 1958. And this is a song I didn't know about where uh, Iggy Pop uh, got together with Jet to, oh, yeah. to record The Wild One. And it was released on a compilation on the uh, like 50th anniversary of uh, the original yeah, but, uh, but who cares? Iggy yeah. Pop did a version <laughs> on uh, his like big '80s album, blah blah blah. I think is what it was called. That's right, blah um, blah blah. And I think so, perfect album name. So this artist is uh, Rico Kasich's son, yeah, who is 
is using the original spelling of Rick Ocasek's name for some reason. Yeah, not Kasich. The Cars, the lead singer of the yeah, Cars. Yeah, Cars. Before Rick Ocasek Hollywooded up his name. <laughs> the, it's, a, it's a real uh, Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the T, you think there was a T and the T got <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was, a, there was a T. Ocasek had a, it was Ot Kasich or whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I will what? S- I will say that uh, the vocal stylings must be uh, deep in those jeans because <laughs> they sound exactly the same. It is amazing. got the man. I love Rick Ocasek. Me too. I love Iggy Pop. I love the cars. This fucking song blows. It's so it's weird because this is Christopher. Christopher. What happened? This is a Wallflowers cover of a cover. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of uh, when I was young, uh, the Cowboy Junkies hit it big with a cover of a Velvet Underground song, but they had slowed it way down. It was Sweet Jane, and, and their version was like kind of acoustic and very slow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's like really cool how it's like a much different version. But there's a Velvet Underground live record from the 70s where they do a slow version of and it's just like... Oh, they just rip from that? Yeah, they're just, oh, they're just doing like a straight cover of like a... <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> What's happening? Christopher Ott You don't have to be a musician. You know what I mean? Just because your dad is. I get it. I, yeah, he was in some band that had some deal around this time. But this, yeah, this is a solo solo track. It's trying to make yeah. dad proud. So, like we was, all are. Well, you know. Yeah, speaking of wallflowers. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right? That's what, that's what like, I thought you were hinting at. But. We will welcome Jacob Dylan on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this song is playing when Vivian is getting ready uh, at the very beginning when she's dressing up, um, hitting the town. So, you know, fitting tribute, uh, Christopher. <laughs> I have to assume that it was some sort of licensing thing where they wanted the Iggy Pop song and they just couldn't get it, so they hired somebody to do Sounds the exact same song. Yeah, yeah. Let's check out track nine. Up next, we've got Lauren Wood with Fallen. Can't believe it Your dream Coming true Just peeking back at the Amazon reviews here for the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, Vicky G from May 15th of 2018 says, My cousin loves her CD. Great investment. <laughs> Great investment. <laughs> what it's an a, investment it's it was. It's appreciating in value for sure. Eight ninety nine. <laughs> this MP3 version is just, <laughs> the stock is skyrocketing on it. <laughs> Lauren Wood, she, uh, she released a duet with Michael McDonald about... 10 years before this one, okay. uh, 1979, called uh, Please Don't Leave. That had some some chart uh, charted. I I'd guess. be interested in that. I like Michael McDonald, actually. I, I love Michael McDonald. From um, way above Peter Cetera. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say. Yeah, he's <laughs> Peter Cetera. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> from before the break. <laughs> I noticed a little tidbit on Lauren Wood's Wikipedia. She also goes... They had, they wrote this in the front blurb. Okay. Uh, she also goes by the nickname Chunky. <laughs> Just like, Lauren Chunky Wood. Lauren Chunky Wood. Oh. But, <laughs> 
I mean, unless someone's tampering with the Wikipedia, it's a, it's a really mean nickname. Yeah, Wikipedia, man. It's a war zone out there. I'm looking at another Amazon review here. This is uh, five stars from Joanne. My daughter loves this movie. Can't tell you how many times we've been through. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Five star. I'm gonna do some quick math. I think that's a 15.0 on yeah. on the track listing on the track scale. Listing scale. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, for you listeners at home. I think. Yeah. Just the conversion. Just uh, I want everybody here to keep that in mind when we're reviewing that this. <laughs> we've we've already heard a 15, so we're in that range. We were talking about it before uh, before the podcast, but Julia Roberts in this. Oh my goodness, she's uh, stunning. Stunning, Julia. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, they a ton of people uh, turned down the movie. Yeah, they didn't want to play prostitutes for the most part. And Julia Roberts had been in Mystic Pizza, and then she had she had done Steel Magnolias, which she would go on to be nominated for, I think, Best Supporting Actress, but mm-hmm. that hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. So she was pretty unknown. Yeah, she. Yeah, the world didn't see her not drinking her juice yet. And <laughs> Shelby, it. drink your juice. Drink your juice. <laughs> 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 uh, what was the lesson that this movie is teaching us? Prostitutes are people too. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, insane. in the in the grittier when it was like more of a gritty version, Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer were getting courted, uh, and yeah. like think what a movie that would have been. I mean, it would have been a completely different. It wouldn't have been a rom com at all. It would have been like. Pretty scary. What a, <laughs> pretty pretty terrified. Yeah. I'm Al trying Pacino. to think. This is still 80s, but yeah, 80s Al Pacino seems like somebody I... who would, on his way to a business meeting, pick up a prostitute for a week. Can we get Bill Hader oh, on the podcast to do an impression? Oh, wow! 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 Look at you! Wow. I buy companies! <laughs> And I'm a financier. <laughs> Million dollars. I did love, yeah, Richard Gere's job is just like generic rich person, I guess, for the most part. It's like, ah, I buy companies and then I'm a shitbag about it. And fucking Jason Alexander is here too. He's a lawyer. Which, yeah, if, if you guys haven't seen the movie, uh, George Costanza... Uh, Turns into to be real, real creepo. Real oh god, creepo. that scene is too much. Yeah, I, I just yeah. uh, the scene with the uh, where Julie Roberts's character befriends the uh, hotel manager. Yeah, in the he, process, and he, you know, he helps out. He helps set her up with a with a tailor, and uh, she kind of goes up to him, and it's like, I need to learn like dining etiquette. Yeah. And it cuts to him, and he's like. Shrimp fork, salad fork, dinner fork. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like the fairy godmother He's like, of the uh, whole thing. I yeah. run a, I run an LA hotel. There's two things I know: etiquette and prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wink, um, wink. That's a uh, Hector Elizondo, right? Uh, he yeah. passed away yeah. not too long ago, but he he was kind of Gary Marshall's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, where yeah He's yeah. just like in every single movie that the guy made, and he's great. I, yeah, yeah, he was. He's, really, he's really good in this, and it's like he's no Larry Miller, but he's no Larry Miller. Who ordered but pizza? Who, <laughs> who ordered a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into track ten. We've got Roy Orbison with "Oh Pretty Woman." Good 
I'm pretty sure this movie came out after uh, Van Halen's cover of Pretty Woman yeah. on Diver Down. Oh, yeah. Which should have been on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was there. This this song is really, really good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't. Roy help. Orbison's really good. Yeah. I can't help but think of Stripes, um, the <laughs> classic scene. And Stripes, where they are singing it as a military marching group. Classic dad humor. <laughs> in the music video, I think I saw like amongst the zebras and like the old men pulling film out of bags and the Pope. Yeah. That there's a scene of like a mini Roy Orbison, just like a figurine floating by on a pontoon boat. <laughs> I was like, what? Is that Roy Orbison? Like a tiny one? <laughs> What's happening? You gotta watch that music video. Uh, Wait, the, 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 the Go, Go West, West one. video? Yeah. 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 Roy, Roy Orbison's in the Go West video? Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's like <laughs> there's a Roy Orbison, like, you know, character. And then at the end, there's like you know the the full the full version of him like a like a guy in the video and not just a figurine. It's pretty insane. Huh. Uh, I feel like we'll shout out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how we, we talked about, uh, there would be no Miss Doubtfire without Dude Looks Like a Lady. Do yeah. you think there would be a Pretty Woman without mm. Oh Pretty Woman? I saw a couple uh, maybe conflicting quotes. One of them saying that this. Uh, this movie was based on the song Pretty Woman by Robinson. I don't really... No, because it was uh, originally titled 3000. Yeah, and also it's kind of roughly, and I think kind of a nod to, was it La Traviata, the, the Puccini opera? Oh. Which is... Uh, oh, which they it, do some homages to yeah, the opera it, it, in this the, as well. It, that's the opera that appears in the movie yeah. about a prostitute uh, that somebody falls in love with, although the prostitute dies at the end of that one. Mm. Consumption, oh, well. everybody. Consumption. <laughs> yeah. Good old-fashioned consumption <laughs> no I, I think that uh i think this if they couldn't license this song they probably would have named it after another song and put that in it but uh she was very pretty she was very pretty yeah. she was trying on clothes in this and the shopkeepers are nice to her this time <laughs> because richard gear came in and screamed at everybody <laughs> that's what i imagined you know when she first gets turned down i was like he's gonna go with her yeah he's gonna make this happen yeah yeah I love when they finally let her shop. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they finally that, let her there's shop. There's a good quote where he says, uh, good morning, or wake up, time to shop. <laughs> Just hands her a credit card. Yeah. Let's shop. Oh, Guys, uh, last but not least on the soundtrack, we have got Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers? Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> with Show Me Your Soul. You're feeling you, my friend, need not be kneeling. Open up and stop revealing. Trust in me, my heart is all I need to see. Show me your soul. Sentimental gentlemen are not afraid to show you where I uh, Anthony Kiedis and friends making maybe a first appearance on track listing. We've, uh, we've talked about the Chili Peppers before. They appeared yeah. in the game earlier, but... Uh, this is, uh, I think it's a really, really fun song. Yeah, <laughs> that rhythm just... section is fucking killing it. I think that's, is it Chad uh, Chad Davis yet? The Will Ferrell? The guy Will that Ferrell. looks like Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's that 90s. Chad Smith, I think, maybe. But this is funny. This is way before they blew up. Oh, um, yeah. I, like I said, Under the Bridge, I think, was maybe 94, something like that. Yeah. Um, with the, the Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I, people don't realize that the, the Peppers were around since like the 
early 80s at this point they've probably been together for like seven years or well, they were one of those bands that was just like kicking in la forever right and yeah so like i feel like that was the oh we, we need an la band to be on this because it's a very it's a very los angeles movie the whole the whole thing about it is like they yeah. barely leave rodeo dry <laughs> i remember my first uh, red peppers uh, cd uh, <laughs> for me it was blood uh, sugar sex magic blood sugar sex magic yeah and i think that uh, I really like them up until the Dave Navarro days, which yeah. is pretty, that's probably, if not, if not the next album, the one after. And then, I don't know, you know, they just kind of became like, I don't know, like, Are, like you two, they like <laughs> topped mean, out real quick and they just became this annoying band that was around forever. Prashante well, showed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, oh. Freshante is there for Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And all yeah, that stuff. right, right. Uh, but then Navarro came in for one hot minute and then. Stinky. <laughs> stinky, stinky. So, then, greatest American <laughs> rock band, do you think? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I like them. Yeah, I like them. And even the Californication, like, I'm not big into it, but, but I can appreciate that record. They've consistently come out with hits for like three decades, which is really impressive. And I don't think many other rock groups can say that. You know? Yeah. And so. Flea's cameo in uh, Back to the Future. It's my, it's my favorite. Yeah. Flea's done a lot of good acting, man. Yeah, Big Lebowski. Flea is actually fucking amazing. Like, he's yeah. done a bunch of, like, Adams for Peace. Isn't that the Tom York side the project? Tom York side project. Yeah. Like, that guy. Everyone loves Flea. That's the thing is that I think the, the Chili Flea. Peppers has, they have some, like, real virtuoso weirdo musicians. And that's like how they can like keep like making great music, good music. Yeah. What What was the um? What was the movie uh the, about gay conversion therapy that just came out? Something like Oh, uh, Boy Interrupted or Boy Erased or something. Boy Erased. Yeah, yeah. Uh, flees in that, and he plays like one of the uh, like he's like a prisoner or like a former inmate that like went through gay conversion therapy, and he's oh he's really good in it, and he's kind of terrifying too <laughs> he's got all those crazy tattoos and stuff and he plays a great you know former prisoner slash motivational speaker uh point break i think has ketis and flea right yeah, yeah. Well, i almost like, picked that soundtrack for this episode oh. i think they both get their their butts kicked too <laughs> yeah, yeah. keeping it uh, yeah. censored for the listeners yeah. at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the soundtrack, guys. We're going to have to rate this sucker. Do we do it? We're going to rate this on a scale of 0 to 15 stars. Decimal points allowed. In the sky. Decimal stars allowed. Good night. Uh, I'll lead off. Um, Go for it. Out of 15... Jesus, man, I don't know what the lowest score I've given something. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, we never see eye to eye. What's happening? So we have <laughs> David Bowie doing a bad cover of a David Bowie song. <laughs> yeah, the one saving grace he decided <laughs> to. We have Rick Ocasek's son yeah. doing a bad cover of a cover of a <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Lewis song. Uh, I guess I would give this a 3.9. Wow. I like the Chili Peppers song. Obviously, Roy Orbison is an amazing song. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That's where I'm at. Rough. Who okay. wants to go next? Jeez. Tell oh. us how you really feel, Caleb. <laughs> no, I was honest. It's like a 3.9. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <no. laughs> I'll, I'll go next. Um, yeah. Having uh, just seen the movie and uh, just getting familiar with the soundtrack, uh, I thought both were great. Um, I thought the movie was amazing. Julie Roberts is, is perfect in this movie and Richard Gere's 
it's just it great great movie all around. Yeah. You, and, you know, a soundtrack's great when people start listing the cast. <laughs> yeah, and um, there's that other guy that's in the movie, <laughs> Hank Azaria, Larry Miller. Yeah, but, you know, it's fun. It's cheesy. It's quirky. Um, uh, the roommate was in. Uh, 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 it quickly goes quickly, quickly down, down under. under. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, I recognize. Sex lives and videotape, yeah, and then Kit. She, I can't remember her. Uh, she had her the name. sitcom. Um, well, let me let me rate with it. David Spade. <laughs> I'm going to rate it. Okay. Just, just yeah. shoot me. Um, I would give it a 13.5. What? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I, think that, I think that might be higher than the Pulp Fiction soundtrack rating. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Everybody, email your pitchforks to yes. tracklist. Send your hate mail. Gmail. Send right. us hate mail. Uh, now, Nick and Caleb are on the opposite <laughs> sides of the room uh, calling at me to see which yeah, way well, I What go. side of history <laughs> do you want to be on? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to go... The internet is forever, yeah, Chris. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to go 8.3. I think there's some good songs on here, but what where this soundtrack sort Name of falters... Name five good songs. <laughs> uh, Show Me Your Soul, Pretty Woman, uh, Tangled, King of Wishful Thinking, and Fame, and Wild Women Do's fine, too. I don't know. There's some good... You know what? How, you listed four songs, and then you said another song was fine. <laughs> I'm going to bump it up to nine. Okay, I'm bumping it up to nine. Um, Even though some of them are cheesy, I think it still works on the wh- soundtrack. Well, so here's, here's uh, where... They're um, all bad songs. I think here's no where... No way, it, dude. No way. Excuse me for a second. Uh, <laughs> here's where my... I think it falters in that like the songs aren't really incorporated in the movie. Besides Pretty Woman, um, the, the songs are just kind of filler. It's not like there aren't iconic scenes involved with these songs. It's just like they're just there. So I don't really remember, like, oh, wait, when, I was like, when was this playing in that movie? And they, like, shove a bunch at the beginning. But anyway, so nine flat. Nine flat. All right. Even split there. Maybe not Caleb's lowest, but uh, one of the lowest. I one of my it, highest. I think it's probably my lowest. And uh, Chris, <laughs> right in the middle. Right in the middle. Typical middle, Chris. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pick a side. Pick uh, a lane. Well, in honor of the Pretty Woman soundtrack, we are going to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. This week, we are adding a song that inspired the name of a movie, or at least a song that shares the name of a movie. A movie named after a song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Say it how you, define it how you will. <laughs> that works too. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris, you want to lead off? Sure. Um, I picked the song uh, Candyman by the Mary Jane Girls. Okay. So let's hear that. All righty. One moment. Almost played the oh, so. Christopher Ott Kasich. <laughs> oh, hey. This is Chris's Pretty Woman pick. Is that like a funky clavinet? Yeah. That sounds cool. I love the beat on that. Yeah. Uh, I really I really dig that song. It's 1983, uh, Mary Jane Girls, and they're just like a you know group of badass ladies that released a few hits in the 80s. Um, and uh, 
<laughs> it's, it's completely unrelated to the 1992 slasher film <laughs> Candyman. Uh, which I like that movie. <laughs> I, I do too, and I saw it. I like that song too. By the way, I should the, say that's really good. The song's dope. Uh, movie scared me, scared the hell out of me as a kid because he, you know, he comes out of the mirror. If you say Candyman three times in the mirror, um, he will appear and kill you. And uh, I, you know, that was one of those like, I dare you to do it. No, you do it. Look <laughs> in the mirror and. Really gave me a good scare as a kid, so give it up for Candyman. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right I'll, I'll go next if you don't mind. Uh, so uh, the song that I'm picking is is probably a very well-known song, probably a song that everybody's already familiar with, but it's one of my favorite songs, and uh, this week gave me an excuse to recommend it. Um, so in 2011, there was a movie where Sean Penn was playing essentially Robert Smith from The Cure. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, his father dies. He's a retired goth musician. His father dies. And then he decides to hunt down uh, a Nazi war criminal uh, that's hiding somewhere in the United States. It's a really weird movie. I don't really get it. The movie wasn't great, but it was called uh, This Must Be the Place, uh, named after the Talking Head song hey. from Speaking in Tongues, which is one of my favorite songs. Great song. David Byrne and Friends. It's one of my favorite songs, 1983. Uh, love it. Who makes that song? It was Brian Eno produced. I don't know who makes it. Oh, okay. wow. That's a good mix on that song. One day we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. That's Yeah, that's all time. Like, yeah, right yeah. Top 20, top 10 songs. Maybe. And uh, the movie's not good, but it's so fucking weird. It's like Francis McNormand. It's, the tone is strange. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was like, should I see it? And then you're like, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but there's there's a scene where he's talking to, he's like, he's in middle America and, and he's he's talking to a young boy and they're talking about that song. And the kid, for some reason, is convinced that it's an Arcade Fire song. Because I guess they did a cover of it, which I don't think I've ever arcade heard. Arcade Fire. Arcade, arcade fire. fire. And so it's like, it's an arcade, arcade Fire It's an arcade fire song. You know, this is where, and he's like, no, it's a Talking Heads song. Yeah. And so they're arguing about it. And then I think he plays it on the guitar. So it, it's oh, actually nice. named after the song. Nice. And I think then he, Arcade Fire did a cover of this or something. Yeah. I think that's right. But I don't, I don't know if it's on an album. Yeah. Well, anyway, great pick. Great pick. <laughs> Nick, what is your pick? I'll take us home. I have got. Well, I'm going to throw back to the uh, very first episode that we did of the podcast oh. with the uh, track "Can't Hardly Wait." Yeah, by the Replacements. Let's take a listen. <laughs> It's like a young Eddie Vedder. <laughs> I do love this song. Someone's got a stand that I can borrow. I promise not to blow their dress again. 
Yeah, if you haven't heard the very first episode of Track Listing for Can't Hardly Wait, go back. Yeah. And listen to it. It's a good one. It's Maybe what, we'll add the episode to the playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you start uh, self-impounding on itself. <laughs> It's just like a recycle bin. It's like a snake eating its yeah. own tail. Ouroboros. <laughs> what is happening? All right. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, listening to Pretty Woman. Yeah, yeah great thanks. Pick. Sorry you didn't like it as much as I did. Hey, yeah. Let's give it all a round of it's applause. Great. It's great to yeah. see you, even if the music was terrible. Yeah. Uh, we'd <laughs> like to thank uh, Teen Commandments for our intro and outro music. Yeah, I want to thank Mr. Hollywood for yeah. uh, the royalty-free music. Royalties. <laughs> Thank you, Richard Gere. Thank you, Julie Roberts. Thank you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry Marshall. Larry Miller, if you're out there, please come on the podcast. We'd love to have you. One of our favorites. Uh, We'll see you guys next week for... uh, Whose pick is it next week? That's mine. All right. Got any ideas? Yeah, I got some. (laughs) Oh, shit. Stick with us. Ta-ta. Bye.